Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Joseph Prince. Joseph is a leading voice in teaching the gospel of grace around the world. Through his television program, teaching resources, and best-selling books, he's impacting millions around the world with God's love, grace, and favor. You can watch Joseph Prince Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. Let's dive into the message. God wants to see your life prosper in every way. Amen? You know, regardless of how unpopular it is, uh, you know, to hear uh, the word prosperity in some circles, the Bible is full of it. The Bible says that, 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things, Imagine, this is God's heart. The apostle will not write something that will not represent God's heart. Amen? All scripture is God-breathed, including 3 John 2. And God says, Beloved, I wish above all things. Imagine that. Above all things that God desires for you, God says, I, I desire, I pray above all things that you prosper and you be in health even as your souls prosper. So that covers the three dimensions, amen, of man, health for his body, prosperity for his soul, even as his soul prospers. And not only that, that you prosper and be in health, prosper materially, prosper outwardly, prosper in his relationships. But God is just, you know, God is just out to bless us, to get us with his blessings. Amen, people? What I'm going to share with you today is going to bless you, it's going to help you, amen? But before it helps you, it's going to, you know, sometimes medicine will, will not be so pleasant to take. But guess what? You'll be okay after that, amen? And, and I'm believing God that, that each and every one of you will prosper and be in health, even as your souls prosper. Now, first, Joseph in Genesis 39, it says that, uh, by the way, I must give you the background before you read verse Two, Joseph is now sold by his brothers to a band of Midianites. They were passing by, a passing caravan. They sold him. The brothers were jealous of him, sold him to this uh, uh, traveling caravan who were on their way down to Egypt. And so in Egypt, he stood up, all right, to be sold like a slave, like, like literally like, like a cow, you know, like a sheep being sold in the market. So his brothers sold him. So let's follow the story. A man called Potiphar bought him. And he says here, the Lord was with Joseph. Ha ha. So when you have nothing, not even the clothes on your back, but the Lord is with you, you will get it all back. And more. And more. Amen. The most important person that needs to be with you is the Lord. Doesn't matter. Your best friend forsake you. You've been betrayed by a friend that you trusted. As long as the Lord is with you, Look at what happened. And he was a successful man. I like the uh, old King James. He was a prosperous man. He was a prosperous man. The Hebrew word saleach 
He was a prosperous man. And in the Hebrew, it literally says the Lord was with Joseph and caused him to become successful. The Lord caused him that he feel used, uh, he feel is used to make something happen. The Lord was with him and caused him. The Lord can cause you to be a success. The Lord can cause you to prosper. Amen. And the Bible says that he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. And, and by the way, it's all by grace. I'm going to show you uh, right now. And the, the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. The Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight. See, I told you it's all favor, grace. Say grace. grace. Say favor. favor. It's, it's the same. Grace and favor is the same. So he says here, Joseph found favor. So favor is unearned, undeserved. And, and he served Potiphar. Then Potiphar made Joseph overseer of his house and all that he had, he put under his authority. Look at verse five. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. I have no doubt, many of you, your company is blessed because you are there. Amen. Your organization is blessed because you are there. Amen. I have no doubt, this nation is blessed because we are here. Amen. So God bless everything in Egyptian's house. Thus, he left all that he had in Joseph's hand and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Um, that's really letting go. Then it tells you now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Okay, why? Because of the next verse. The next verse says, Thus, he left, uh, his, it came to pass after these things, his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph and she said, lie with me. Now, this is not tell lies with me. Okay? So let me just tell you this. A lot of, a lot of people have this idea. If, if the Lord prospers me, why do, why do I get into trouble? Because he's about to get into trouble. Now, he didn't sleep with her. Okay, listen carefully. The trouble is designed by God as a stepping stone. Because he's about to end up in prison. Ah, that's a stepping stone. Amen. And he's about to interpret the dreams of the king's butler, who later on will tell the king about him. And because of his testimony, Joseph will not just be brought out of prison, but out of Potiphar's house to stand in the presence of the most powerful monarch during that time. So you think about it, all, you know, people say, I confess I'm the righteousness of God in Christ and I get into trouble. Why this trouble? Hey, it is still the favor of God. All the bad things that have happened in your life Okay, because of the favor of God on you, it may happen because of favor of God on you. People might say things about you because of God's favor on you. People might lie about you, block about you, write about you, you know, and, and say all kinds of things about you because of God's favor on you. No one kicks a dead horse. Amen. So don't expect, well, Pastor, I confess favor, I confess I'm the righteous of God, and these things happen. Okay, are you with me so far? Now, there is one thing that will stop grace from flowing. Self-righteousness. Your attempt trying to justify to make yourself righteous. In, uh, in Galatians, please. Right? Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, justified is made righteous. You see? The moment you are trying to be self-righteous, the moment you are trying to be justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. You are fallen from the realm where grace holds you, where grace is able to help you, where grace supplies you, where grace covers you. You are fallen from grace. Grace is higher or else you cannot fall from it. 
law is lower, or else you cannot fall into it. Look at 2 Corinthians 6 verse 1. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 1. We then as workers together with him. So you can fall from grace by trying to be self-righteous. Try to, you, know, you know self-righteous, right? Trying to do things to make yourself righteous instead of just receiving the righteousness as a gift and declaring I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Now here, we then as workers together with him, Paul writing, also plead with you not to receive the grace or the favor of God in vain. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. Don't receive it in vain. That means it's possible to be in a church of grace, amen, and still not receive the favor of God. Don't receive it in vain. In vain means it's not producing results in your life. But how do you not receive it in vain? Notice this is the beginning verse, verse 1, and it starts with we then. That means you must look at the preceding verse. Am I right? This is simple English class. Right? So originally, the, when Paul wrote the letters, he didn't put down chapters. So let's look at the last verse. You know what's the last verse before this verse? So you understand why people don't receive the grace of God. The last verse before this verse is actually chapter 5, verse 21. God made Jesus who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. So then, don't receive grace in vain. God made you the righteousness of God in Christ and here you are, you refuse to accept it and you're trying to be self-righteous. By the way, if you think you are half bad, get ready for a fall even after you are a Christian. Because all of a sudden you have a, you have a outbreak of things that you say to your wife, your family, you never expect to say even before you were a Christian. All of a sudden you have a outbreak, flesh outbreak of maybe indulging in pornography. All of a sudden you have an outbreak. Now after that you start, how can I do this? How can I do it? And the devil comes in. He says, God, I promise you I'll never do that again. The devil listens to that and says, he doesn't say hallelujah. He says, doesn't say praise God or so. <laughs> I am so safe, I don't know what to say. But he's rejoicing. The devil is rejoicing. The devil is rejoicing the moment he hears you say, you know, God, I'll never do that again. And you mean it. But it's the wrong thing to say. It's a form of self-righteousness. You know what the best thing you can say? Yeah, confess your sin all you want. Go ahead, confess your sin. Believe he has forgiven you. But more than that, confess, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, then you honor what Jesus did. All his sufferings is not in vain. You take your place as the righteousness of God in Christ and you honor the one who became sin. But if he became sin, that you might feel sinful, then you know what? As far as you are concerned, it's all in vain. As far as he's concerned, his grief. Imagine taking all the trouble to earn money as a schoolboy to buy for your dad a present. Hard-earned money, you want to surprise him. And finally, you give him the present. He looks at it, he says, uh, cheap one, is it? And next time you see it, it's in the wastebasket. Doesn't use it, doesn't treasure it. The greatest thing you can do towards God to honor Him is to take your place because He took His place. And what's the place you have to take that He gave you? Righteousness of God in Christ. Not because you are such a hot shot. It's a gift. He didn't become sin by doing sin. You didn't become righteous by doing righteousness. So if you think you are half bad, even after you're a believer, get ready for a fall. And the fall is good for you. He will jerk the self-righteous legs out of you. And it's good. Because all of us have this secret root that is obstructing God's grace because grace can only reign through righteousness. Give me that verse, 
Romans chapter 5. As sin has reigned unto death, even so might God's favor, grace, favor, reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. You want favor to reign in your life? Reign like a king in your life? You want the favor of God to reign in your children? You want the favor of God to reign in your business? You want the grace of God to reign in your family? Amen? The, ra- the grace of God to reign in your body? You want that? It only reigns de- in, the, in the great dia, true, the righteous, by, the, by the means of righteousness. But if you are feeling sin conscious, you are feeling, I, I, I can't understand how I did that. I, I, God, I'm so sorry. I promise I'll never do that again. Or God, next time I will, I will, I will, I will not do that again. That is a form of self-righteousness trying to atone for your sins. The most humbling thing when you find yourself falling is to tell the Lord, Lord, that was a sin and I receive your forgiveness and I proclaim I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. And I tell this, effortlessly you will rise above it. Now what the devil meant for evil, the whole thing is turned around now. Now you appreciate righteousness even more and you have a greater fear of your flesh. So many of us know the flesh. What is the flesh again? That part of you that wants to, you want to do wrong? You have it. The speaker has it. All of us have it. Make no mistake about it. We all have it. The, the, the thing about the flesh is this. We all know the flesh. Show them the flesh. The flesh, we all know flesh as in the Pharisees is self-righteousness, pride, conceit. It produces a superiority complex. Because I am this, this person's inferior. Because I have this quali- uh, paper qualification, this person's inferior. Because of my position, this guy is inferior. Because I am worth this much money, all right? This person's inferior to me because he earns less. Because I live in such a house, therefore I am this. Superiority complex. It's all flesh. And the Apostle Paul, show them the Apostle Paul in Philippians saying this, My brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Rejoice in the Lord, not in your flesh, not in yourself. Rejoice in the Lord not in your status. Rejoice in the Lord. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. Now, this is where you get the verse in people's houses, beware of dogs. At least they they have a Bible verse in their house, you know, on the gates. Beware of dogs. Okay. Go back to dogs again, please. Now, you know what? You know who he's referring to? You know who he's referring to? The Jews called Gentiles dogs. Paul, Paul reversed the whole thing on the Pharisees, on those who are uh, trying to promote the law, all right, to protect their self-righteousness, all right, and coming against the gospel of grace, he calls them the mutilation because they'll tell you to uh, be circumcised and Paul calls them, beware of the mutilation. Strong words. Never mind, don't spend time here. We go to verse 3. We are the circumcision, the true circumcision that is, who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. We have no confidence in the flesh. Now watch this. What is the flesh then? What is, what is no confidence in the flesh? Okay? Though I also might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I'm also. I was circumcised the eighth day, Paul says, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm not just a Hebrew. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. However, he saw that. Concerning the law, a Pharisee. Man, he's, he's giving it. He says, if, if you want to boast, I can boast in the flesh. So confidence in the flesh... It's actually reliance, trusting, and being confident in your efforts, in your accomplishments. Go back to the flesh graph again. The flesh can also manifest in the other way like this. Shame, condemnation, defensiveness, trying to atone for your sins, trying to 
to defend yourself, trying to make it appear like, no, uh, that, that should not have happened. Uh, let me do this. Let me do that for you. Let, let, let me do this, God. Let me, let me do that, Lord. I'll go to the mission field, Lord. I'll double tie. I, 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 I. No, friend, when you have sin, okay, the response that people show many a times show, now, Pastor Prince, don't you believe there must be a certain kind of grief in the heart? It's called godly sorrow. I believe in godly sorrow. Godly sorrow worketh repentance. This is not godly sorrow. Shame, condemnation is what the devil wants you to have. Defensiveness and all that. So when you sin, it's still the flesh. Whether it's pride, it's focused on self, occupied with self, and then shame. You're still looking at yourself. You're not looking to God and His grace and what Jesus, the fact that God made Jesus to be sin for you, that you might become the right. You're not looking at that. You're looking at, how can I do that? I feel so bad. I feel so shameful. No, friend. Sometimes people feel bad they hurt their wife. They feel bad they, 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 they expose their children to it. They feel bad that their friends find out about it. But they are not feeling bad towards God. When David committed adultery, when David killed the woman's husband, David prayed his prayer in Psalms 51, against you, you only have I sinned. How could David say that? He told God against you, you only have I sinned. He killed Uriah committed adultery with his wife, brought shame to those who know about it. And the nation of Israel has other nations looking at the God of Israel and what he's able. And, and instead of that, you know, he told God, all sins actually is sin against God. But we can feel sorry horizontally without ever really feeling bad vertically. Really, his honor has been discredited. You took glory away from Him. So the best response is when you sin, God, sorry Lord, I thank you, you have forgiven me, and I see afresh the need for Jesus to come and die. Father, Jesus is my righteousness. Jesus is my righteousness. I have none of my own. Amen? Are you listening, people? So actually, when you respond correctly because of your shame, you know what God says? If you respond correctly and receive Jesus as your righteousness, now you really understand, Jesus is my righteousness. I have none on my own. I get concerned when people say, start, start, start saying that. Well, Pastor Prince, you know, the Bible says I'm righteous and they stop there. I feel like saying always, I know I'm, I sound legalistic, but I feel like saying, say the whole thing. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, not in yourself. Some people have this idea that, you know, I'm born again, I'm righteous. No, it's always in Christ. Your flesh is still your flesh. You listening, people? But if you respond well, if you respond by embracing Jesus as your righteousness and say, Lord, truly you are my righteousness, you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? 120% restoration in the very area you, you, you lost. Isaiah, for your shame, God says, you shall have double honor. Instead of your shame. So in other words, instead means what? In place of your shame, you will have double honor. Some people say, you know, I, I did that thing, Pastor, I don't know how to face my family. I don't know how to face people and all that. Don't respond and stay there for too long. It is still self-occupation. You stop the favor of God. See, pride, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm not like this, I'm not like that, I'm this, I'm this. That's, that will stop grace from flowing. That's self-occupation. But this is also self-occupation. That goes undetected. 
I'm so shameful. I'm this, I'm that. I'm that. Stop it! And be Christ-occupied. And you know when you're Christ-occupied? Show them in quietness and in confidence. Thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. Yasha. Whatever situation you're in, you shall be saved from your shame. You shall be saved from the consequences if you return to the Lord in rest. And then God says, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. And you would not. So, when you are Christ-occupied, don't look at yourself. This is looking at, pride is looking at yourself. Shame is also looking at yourself. Yes, you should have godly sorrow, especially towards God. But then, after that, no, the devil, the devil tripped me, all right, in this area. Okay, Lord, I receive you, Jesus, as my righteousness. And then guess what? You are Christ-occupied. The moment your eyes is on Him, watch this, in quietness, and confidence shall be your strength. Quietness and confidence will replace all your pride, all your conceit, all your defensiveness, all your trying to atone for your sins, all your shame. Instead of that, there's going to be a quiet confidence. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Joseph Prince. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.